Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blind Bargains episode, um, let me, fingers, toes, 221, Jay, hey, how you been, man? Google it, figure it out, yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, welcome back, how was your break, Joe, and we, uh, happy I really enjoyed my Christmas, holiday New extended break, Tiffany, inauguration, everything, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, happy new year. Just Virtual ATIA. Last. Virtual ATIA. Yeah, no ATIA. Oh, yeah, uh, virtual CES. Oh, so sad. My pictures from last year showed up in my Facebook feed, and uh, Greg Stilson and I commiserated because he's gone to like the last 12, and we were like, oh, hey, my gosh. we'd be in Florida. Facebook. Yeah, gotta, yeah you know, Facebook, it's like, it's such a tease. Like, remember three years ago, you know, when you were going places? Yeah. <laughs> it's always yeah, like, I remember traveling great. there. Thanks, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> really nice of you. Mm, yeah painful memories that's what that section should be called painful memories so that's why we're going to just skip right past the 20 you know do we need a 2020 oh, wrap-up show i think we're done with 2020 you had right said, you had <laughs> said when i mentioned this to you in 2020 you were like i had to tell you what the number one story was COVID, and i laughed then and said no 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 we could still do a no, let's not. No, that was the wrap-up show. I mean, look, 2020 wasn't all bad. It was some. Inter- it was definitely an interesting year, and there are some cool things that we've maybe attained from it. But let's move into 2021. A little bit later, we're going to actually uh, play with toys that you and I both got of the same thing. Uh, a Google Chromecast for... Wait, I'm, I'm always mixing up the name. Chromecast, Chromecast with, with Google, Google TV. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, See, rolls right off the tongue. The, the branding. Google's branding yes. is never... Sure. No, it's like Microsoft Live. You remember that, you know? It's a... Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so we don't want to give up the Chromecast name, but also that Android TV isn't working out for us. So let's just bring in one more Google TV. How's that sound? Yeah, I mean, well, we'll see how it sounds in a little bit. I did an article for Access World. Joe's had one for a minute as well. So we'll kind of give our um, random observations of that and see, is it better than Fire or Roku? Question mark. Whoa. Talk about that a little bit later. But, you know, there were a little flecks of news here and there. We haven't actually done a show in a while because this show was founded on the idea of doing AT news. And, well, there hasn't been a lot of well, AT news no. to talk about. No. Before we – that's what we'll mention. We will uh, – I do have a new uh, speaker, really cool new speaker that we're having up on AT, guys. So we'll review that a little bit later. But uh, let's do news without an actual news rundown in front of us, Joe. Yeah. Let's just wing it. We'll just pull it out of the air. Uh, let me bring up top tech tidbits real quick. Uh, yeah, right. No, I'm kidding. Let's just go back yeah. and forth until we run out of stories. So yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll start. Um, the ID mates are no longer ID mates. Uh, Envision America put out a little bit of a surprise email to those of us on the email list, letting us know that they were no longer carrying or discontinuing the lines. Not a lot was said there, like a discontinuation of manufacturing or demand or anything like that. It does say that you can still get it repaired. So you still can have them repaired. If you have one that you need to be serviced, they're still going to put out updates and barcode scanner updates. So that's good, but no new replacement to the galaxy, which is kind of sad because there is a market for a dedicated kind of way of reading things. Now that's not to say that wow, have there been a lot of barcode scanners entering the market for your phone? And, uh, yeah. Well, there, so there's there the thing. Is there, there, is there a market these days? So you wonder why, why did this happen? So there's been what, just to review 25 years or so of, you know, ID mate, ID mate two, ID mate, Omni, ID mate, uh, when, when we went to summit then the quest and the galaxy, yeah. I think that's the, yes. the hierarchy of all it, this. Ah, that was pretty good. All right. <laughs> I mean, make David Reistrick proud. Yeah, I guess we, you know, we try. So, I mean, why? So, first of all, why did they discontinue it? You know, we're all speculating here. Did they run out of parts? Did they not have enough sales to do another? Because usually every four or five years, they decide to embark on a new one of these. We know the VA, among others, was probably one of the bigger customers of them. They gave them a lot of the clients. A lot of people in vending were given these as unit or machines to scan ingredients. But you're right, the barcode apps on the phone is probably part of it, although. They're not as good. No, and they're not as fast. They're Mm-mm. a dedicated IR scanner, barcode scanner, way, way better and easier and faster. And being that I have one, you know, happy ID make galaxy customer over here. It is something that I really enjoy. And it, you know, it finds a lot of things 
they've been adding a lot of things like Trader Joe's and other regional supermarkets. It even got some Aldi stuff, which blew my mind. So they'd been adding things to the database, but you know, there are perceptions in our community. Why would I buy that? Like it's an old piece of technology. Why would I buy that? You know, and at there are some people who, too. yeah, not just, off if, the if, price. If it's not 99 bucks. It's a $1,300 yeah. item always has been. And yeah. that, you know, and the other thing I think to look at is where has Envision gone over Envision America? There's so many similarly named companies. Where is Envision America gone? Well, to Script Talk, which has a much bigger market because they can sell this to every pharmacy and then have the funding to give these away to anyone who wants one. So that's obviously, I don't want to say obviously, but to me, it seems like it's a much bigger cash cow for them. Boy, that's happened before, hasn't it? Where a dedicated team going into accessibility then finds a larger audience outside of the general accessibility. I mean, this is still in the same wheelhouse, but you know, we've seen it before where you started off in one direction and then, whoa, there's this whole market we didn't even know about and explosion. Why you even did an interview with someone about that in, uh, the, uh, tap, tap C if I remember correctly, oh, where yeah. you go into one market thinking that you're going to find something and you're, you know, doing it. And then all of a sudden explosion, Hey, look, there's a bunch of money over here. And that's, you know, then turns accessibility into the philanthropy in a way. You know, turning accessibility into, uh, I have no segue there. See, it's just been too long. I can't do segues <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Out of but, practice. But the, the, on the other, the other opposite of that, the other opposite, <laughs> the opposite of that sure. thing is coming back from the dead. Um, again, on Windows, using Chicken Nugget as my Twitter client. I didn't think this was going to happen. Chris Toth, Accessible Apps, pretty much a one-man band there, brought back a Chicken Nugget to kind of be the more modern. He ducked out of this game a couple of years ago when Twitter, for the 13th or so time, changed their API, in other words, the way you communicate with the app as a, a program or a programmer. And they finally More like uh, they told third-party API people to go flip off. Well, yeah, there's been a few different times and, uh, you know, eventually you got sick of it. And But it, for whatever reason, decided to bring it back. There's no cost. It's also a free, or it's no cost if you already bought it. 15 otherwise, and there is a free trial for anyone who wants to retry it. So the one thing that I think makes this kind of cool at this point is there's a much better image recognition thing built in now, which will do both pictures and text. And if you're on Twitter, there's lots of pictures and text. Uh Hello fleets. Mm -hmm. And not just that, like we don't realize just by browsing tweets, and especially as a blind person is the amount of tweets that have screenshots or more information on the tweet. So I just started hitting the, image recognition key on pretty much almost anything is you see, you learn a lot of stuff just by looking at tweets in more detail. And that's something we didn't really have access to not easily before. So that's really cool. Well, especially when TweetDeck is offering subscriptions and other third-party clients are starting to come back, but they too are offering subscriptions. So I think that's kind of the way of the future. Twitter itself is even mulled over the idea of doing subscriptions themselves, which I think is kind of interesting. Subscription wise, it's a thought that people have had before. Wouldn't it be neat to have kind of a subscription model to hardware or braille displays? That wasn't the case for humanware. They came up with a different idea as we talked about last year in which you could pre-order your Brilliant and get a 20 cell while waiting for your 40 cell to arrive. Well, now's the time they're starting to arrive. They were officially announced as being ready to ship in January. Also, congrats to David Bradburn, who is now working over there. So he a friend of the show and has been interviewed by our microphones many, many, many times uh, is over there at Humanware. And um, also the update to the Victor Reader Trek came out while we have been uh, not here and talking to you. So that also happened. And uh, th- we'll see if we can get those guys on to come talk about some of the things with the Trek. Ricky has a Victor Reader Trek for her doing navigation around town and looking around, she just finds it easier to do with buttons. And so she's really enjoyed having this new thing to be able to play around with. One of the interesting things, uh, a couple of things there. Uh, first of all, Site Tech Global, which was a conference back in December. It was a mainstream accessibility conference, if you will. And I actually have an article coming in the February Access World about that. But it was run largely by TechCrunch, 
and others. And but they interviewed a lot of the AT players, including Gills Pepin from Humanware. Uh, and Greg Selson from APH and many others, and they kind of went into different directions than the types of interviews that we might do, which I found quite interesting. They really delved into some very future-focused looking, how, where do you see your products in five years? And a lot of times when you ask those types of questions, you'll get, oh yeah, we're working on some great new features and we'd love to tell you about them, but we can't yet. But Gil's talked about some interesting things with the Trek as far as in the future, looking at adding cameras for doing that augmented reality type stuff, really focusing on getting people in indoor navigation. They're going to partner with Good Maps, which is a spinoff from APH. That's an indoor navigation app that's out now. I'm like dropping three news stories here at once. <laughs> I see that. Well, I, I combined my two. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so there seems to be a lot of uh, development for the Victor Trek, especially, and it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But it sounds like a lot of uh, is coming on there. And by the way, for Site Tech Lobo, there's transcripts for everything, which is really cool. It makes it a lot easier to digest that. On the Brilliant itself, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I understand it, the, the new 20X, the 20 cell, is what humanware, this is now the, the rebadged chameleon, but with extra features, right? It has the book downloading features for Bard and other stuff, which is not in the chameleon, which is the APH version of the same. Is that, that that's the way I'm understanding it? It's the same. I would yeah. feel more comfortable putting Greg on the hot seat because right. Greg in the past has told me that there is some differences. There are differences, right? It's not exa- it's yeah. not just rebad. It's not entirely rebad. They've added more features yeah. to it. The forty is its own forty. It's not a mantis. It doesn't have a qwerty. Right. And the forty is its own thing. But it, you know, these are really a lot more than what Braille displays used to be. They're going to have uh, speech built in and other things. So for everyone who was like thought that the braille note touch was way bloated or just wasn't the same you i did we get a lot of callers at at guys people longing for the older braille displays because they were simpler to use you didn't have to deal with app stores and things like that and i do think this new breed of braille displays might be the answer to a lot of that because it's kind of focusing more on just a smaller set of apps but they're going to work well definitely interested to i'd like to see a 20x if only there were a csun to go to but there's not (laughs) So Ricky and Lisa both have mantises and I could get the executive case for Ricky for her birthday because that's practically with her or within arm's reach at all times. The mantis is a, you know, when I held it last year, I remember talking to you from Orlando going, oh man, this is it. This is the thing of the show. I am way impressed. And I figured Ricky would really like it. And she did. She really, really took to it. It's a really impressive unit and uh, they've got a lot to crow about. I think it was, it was really neat. You know, speaking of that, the man who championed that Braille display retired. We hadn't talked about that, Jay. Wow. Did we? I was trying to, like, again, it was one of those things. Did we? No. I think we, it ended we did up not on talk the... about the man, the myth, the legend from Louisville. Yeah. Larry. Uh, Larry. Larry Skipcon. Yeah, see, I thought, see, some of these things I thought we covered at some point. No, we have a Larry few retired. Great, Larry was one of my favorite ever, and you know he's still around. He's retired, but he was one of my favorite interviews because you know he's another one that he you could ask him just about anything, and he wouldn't give you a sugar coated answer. He would tell you, and he was one of the the first people, even back say like in two thousand eight, when you know I nobody had heard of blind bargains or anything and but he you know he was willing to talk to people the the last time i went to ces a couple years ago larry was there he didn't have to you know in his 60s or whatever he didn't have to help run the booth at the consumer electronics show in vegas he could have sent someone else to do that but he did it and so he was one of those that through and through you would always find him supporting the products that he helped work on of course i used nearby explorer for many years and that was a big thing that he did and along with all the other uh, note takers and such but you know his roots going back to MicroTalk and ProWords on Apo and ASAP back in the day when we had a million screen readers ASAP for DOS and ASAW for Windows and then APH got them back in their house and served he served them for many many years so enjoy cool your retirement tech. yes blind cool tech blind cool tech <laughs> blind cool <laughs> tech oh, see yes. Yeah, I know. Blind, right? no, cool, no, no, tech. blind cool tech. Blind the cool original tech. blind cool tech. Most of those, uh, we have most of those 
episodes around here uh, somewhere. Trying to see that that's most of the news. Uh, well, it looks like both of the conventions. We know ACB officially is going virtual for 2021. Yep. We don't have an official yep. from NFB yet, but it sounds like NFB is leaning that direction. Uh, that's certainly what I would. Uh, they did, by the way. That's going to hurt expect. because that's my hometown. First, my adopted hometown last year. Houston, you want to just go? My People are just talking. Let's just go. Let's just go to New Orleans. Well, you know, before <laughs> cares a convention. You know, before <laughs> we started recording, I was talking to Patrick about you know shipping king cakes for Mardi Gras. So you know, mm. uh, you can actually get mafalada bread from Gambino's, which is kind of cool. Mafalada. I thought that was nice. Mafalada bread. That's how you pronounce it. Okay, I've heard it. Yeah, I had said wasn't entirely. Okay. Well, cool. Well, we'll get into Google. Is that all the news? Is that most of it? Is that covered? Yeah, that's that. I think that's enough, right? We'll, we'll, you know, yeah, we'll pick part. up on it. If there's more things, I know there's more things. We'll we'll kind of pick up on it as the, the, I'll the time goes on. I'll do one of those on. review articles. It's mostly Apple, Microsoft, Google, Samsung type stuff. Yeah, a lot of mainstream. It's okay. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's Got a lot, a, there lot of work, some, though, the, lying around. I just need to go. There are some things over on Blind Bargains. Uh, Tangelo has an article up on the uh, the humanware displays that we just mentioned. Um, I have one up on Chicken Nugget and uh, some other stuff as well. Of course, the Blue Apron review. I'm going to tag on to that Blue Apron review sometime soon with a Home Chef review because I have now oh. joined also the meal kit thing, and uh, we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, I'm I'm on my second pair of Bros frames now. Uh, my first. Did you say bro? You said Bros bro, frames. That's a Bros frames, <laughs> which I believe are the new alto or the new tenor is the uh, bro frames. So my second pair should be coming to me under warranty very shortly. But I'm actually looking at ditching the frames and putting them over to the side because Bose has some open earbuds they are bose frames without the frames what i mean by that is it's the same technology they use in the bose frames but you actually wear them with ear hooks and i i oh, really so we'll to see how it compares to aftershocks which is you know there's kind of some competition there i've seen a couple of youtube videos you know right. where some people like it because it's not tingly neck but others say that by the time you get a mask and glasses and then these things around your ears you're like dumbo you could fly away you know it's like a lot of stuff to put back there Oh man. One of the things I did get though, around the same time, I didn't realize I, JJ had said, you know, I'm going to get one of those Chromecast with Google TV Google things TVs, and yeah. view it for access world. And I was like, oh, that sounds super cool. I look forward to reading about that because uh, I already had some links from people who'd sent in stuff before about how the accessibility worked. And then I got an email and it said, you've been a long time YouTube TV subscriber. And because of your dedication, here's a freebie, which is like every other month with Google. It's like getting something in a box of breakfast cereal. Jay, how many Google minis you have now? I, I have was two. just going to. Yeah, right. It's like the Google Home Mini has a subscribe and save option. So you have a Google. Uh, gosh, Chromecast. For I have two Google Home Maxes. Naturally, mm-hmm. one I got from Google itself. Another I bought. So I have those in a stereo pair. I have uh, an original Chromecast audio. I have an original Chromecast video. I have a two TVs with Chromecast built in, and I have two original homes and two minis, and a Google Home Hub in Kyle's room. So we have we 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 are a Google household here. Yes. So this was nice to have. In addition to because I didn't, I got this and I got the Google Stadia. You could get a Stadia developers preview, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, Stadia is not going to be here. And this was in December. Uh, with that, you get a Chromecast Ultra. And I was like, nah, I don't think I need that. And then like a month later, Stadia is like pulling their development studios. So yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's nope, something that's going to happen for that. long. But this, this is um, Chromecast with Google TV. Chromecast not with, with Android okay. TV, which you've reviewed before. Yes, Chromecast with Google TV. You know what? Let's do this as a tease. I mean, we're, let's do this after, you know, like an after the break thing. So, Joe and I are going to talk about the Chromecast with Google TV, which we both have. First, let's put in a quick little update from AT Guys and a new product, and then we'll come back and talk about Chromecast with Google TV. See what I did there? Hey, it's Jay here, and I have a demo of a new Bluetooth speaker from AT Guys. We've sold a lot of the Tribit. Max Boom or Stormbox, whatever you want to call it. It went by two different names. Bluetooth speaker over the past couple of years. It's a great speaker, but it's always cool to have one that's even louder, even better. We have it. This is the brand new one from Tribit. It's the Stormbox Pro. 
40 watts of sound. You could pair two together for stereo sound if you want, but it's not that much bigger than its predecessor. Let me describe it. It's sitting here next to me. It's about six or seven inches tall. And then on all sides, it's about three inches. So it is entirely equidistant on all sides. It stands vertically. It has nice handle, more sturdy handle on the top of the speaker, which you could hold it and then set it back on the table like that. And all of the buttons now are on the top. I feel this is a really good design choice because it makes it a little easier to get at the buttons and it kind of upholds that 360 degree sound that you have on the Tribit speakers. So on the top, we have the same buttons as before. Three that are very tactile, a big round O, if you will, or a circle in the center that is for play pause. One to the left of that, that feels like a minus, it's a horizontal line. That's for volume down. And one on the right side, that's a plus, that's for volume up. In front of that, if you have it facing you, are three additional buttons. These are less tactile than perhaps the previous model, but still not very hard to find. So on the left is the Bluetooth pairing button. On the center is the power button. And on the right is the XBS, the extra bass button. When you turn the unit on, you will hear a chime. We'll let you know how that sounds in just a second. And you can check the battery life of the speaker, not through the speaker itself, but if you have an iPhone or Android, the battery status will pop up under the speaker in the Bluetooth settings or wherever that shows up on your device. On the back, you do have a couple ports, again, covered by a bit of a rubber piece because this is an IPX67 rated waterproof speaker. So you have regular USB-C charging port. That's more modern USB-C. It will come with a USB-C cable. And you have a regular USB port, which you can use to charge other devices, your phone, etc., from the speaker. How is that possible? Because there is 10,000 milliamps of battery power in that speaker. So that also gives you 24 hours of playtime. And as you're going to hear in a second, some great Bluetooth sound using Bluetooth 5.0. So increased range, increased reliability, and just a great speaker for maybe half the price of some of those more mainstream brands that you've heard of. So let's give you a bit of a sample, right? So here is a track from Question, who is a rapper producer down in Atlanta, Georgia. Check him out at QuestionATL on Twitter. And I'll just play it through my little teeny laptop speaker system for a second. So, you hear some highs. Not a lot of bass in that. So let me now back up and let's hear that same track with the Bluetooth speaker. First, I'm gonna turn the speaker on and you'll hear what that sounds like. It's on. And that means it's paired. And now that I've done that, let's play the track again. There is one question. So there you go. I maybe have this at 40% volume. It will not distort much, if at all, if you turn it up to max. If anything, it'll just cut the bass a little bit, but there's lots of range and movement here. And again, 360 degree sound. So I can spin the speaker around and it still sounds magnificent. Let's try something else, perhaps say a podcast. Maybe you just want to hear something more vocal. Let's see how that would sound. How's it going, folks? JJ here, Blind Bargains 220. Welcome to December of 2020. We've almost made Notice the clarity. I really like Thank you so the clarity on this speaker. There's a lot going on. You can hear the bass. You can hear the audio from the podcast very clearly as well. Let's talk about some of the specs. Like I said, 24 hours of playtime. Obviously, it depends on the volume for how much playtime you'll get, but I barely have to charge mine, and I've been using it all the time. You have that same fabric cover as the previous model. So it's well built, it's a little heftier because there's more speaker in it. So it's about two, two and a half pounds, actually 2.2 to be exact. Like I said, the buttons are now on the top and so is the handle. It does support Bluetooth 5.0, so the latest APTX technology for Bluetooth. You can connect it to two devices at once. It will play from one at a time, but you can connect it to say a phone and a computer and then you'll just hear two pairing sounds and it will connect them both. Also, like I said, you can connect two speakers together wirelessly. And if you do that, you can now choose to have stereo sound on both of the speakers. So one would do the left and one would do the right. This is one of my favorite Bluetooth speakers that we have ever had. Lots of clear sound. It's well built. I'm really impressed with what Tribit is doing with their audio brand. And as you'll notice, we now have several of their products on our website over at ATGuys.com. That's exactly where you go to order it, ATGuys.com. Click on speakers 
and we'll get you right in the direction. We will have them in stock for you and be happy to ship you one. This is the Tribit Storm Box Pro Bluetooth speaker. If you want to contact us, you can email support at atguys.com or you can visit our website, www.atguys.com or call 269-216-4798. Happy listening. This is the Blind Bargains Cast. Hey, that is an amazing product that I know nothing about because Jay didn't really mention oh, ahead of time. Well, that's the like, editing, yeah. I, I, I don't. You know, you'd think job. after 220 <laughs> episodes, we'd have a plan. You would think. But Shelly's not here, so I we don't a have a plan. Okay. I had a plan. I just didn't tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least I didn't miss a meeting. I feel much well, let's better. See if we can, uh, let's see if I can get this thing up here. For you. Oh, hey. Press select to activate. For you. Wow, that's so cool. I did get one of these. This is the Google Chromecast with Google TV from Google. Notice there's there's some Googles in there. Hmm. I have YouTube TV, and one day I got an email from YouTube TV saying, hey, you've been such a loyal customer, and you've been with us since the beginning, i.e. I've been there since $35. Didn't you say that before the break? Did I? <laughs> I think you Maybe. did. You might have already said that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's what happens when you don't have a plan. So they sent me this thing. <laughs> right. And uh, Shall we so describe the thing? This thing, I, I'll tell you what. If you do get one of these things, this is the most amazing packaging ever. You'll wonder how they put all these little things inside boxes, inside a, a fairly small-sized Chromecast-looking box. You open it up. And there is the Chromecast puck and it yep. is it's a little a, bigger, a little bigger, but it's got that big flexi kind of cord and an HDMI and it hangs off the back of your TV. So, you know, it looks like the old, this is a good place for a stick up. It looks like one of those round things that's a uh, air freshener. <laughs> and, uh, this is a little different because it doesn't feed off your TV for power. Like in mini USB, it has a micro USB cable and a regular wall plug that you put. Right, in actually, it's USB C, I believe, not micro. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. okay. Micro. All right. Now, now you're gonna now you're having me question that too. But no, I'm pretty. It's a uh, yeah. I plug it right now. No, wait. I, mine's upstairs. <laughs> or I I verify. So they come in three colors. I like Jay's colors that he talked about in the article, which is available over at Access World. Link in the show notes. And uh, the remote is weirdly feeling plastic because it's all recycled plastic. Good for the environment. There it is. That okay, sounds can, lovely. Right. Fits in the hand. Hey, it's got buttons and it doesn't have a little touch thing at the top, like the Apple TV remote. So it's already winning in my particular viewpoint. The unit itself does do 4k. So if you're looking to be able to stream in 4k, this is a good device for that. It has talk back. Doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it does. So, so let me talk about my experience in uh, setting up the thing. First of all, there is a really nice article on Google's website as far as setting it up, explaining the layout of all the buttons of the remote, which I'll do right now. You have on the top, you have a circle, which is you know your D-pad. So you press on any of the sides. You have arrows in the middle. You have a button. That's very typical. Below that, you have three rows of two. Down the left, you have back, home, and I believe that's a YouTube button there. Is YouTube below home? Yeah. And on the uh, right side, you have the Google Assistant button, which you hold down to use, then a mute button, which works with TVs, and a Netflix button. And then on the bottom, kind of these little tiny buttons, there's a couple more. One for input. Uh, what's the one on the left there? Now I'm, now I'm drawing Sleep wake, I think. Is yeah, it? you're right. Yeah, power. Yeah, sleep, sleep wake now on the those... far left at the bottom, and then input. And then volume on the right side. Now, but yeah. those last few that I mentioned are designed to work with your TV. They don't actually just work with this. So they're designed to control your television, which is cool for 99% of people who have a television. I'm the 1% that has this hooked up to just an audio converter box thingy because I don't have a TV here. But I'm obviously the very minority in that group. But it's a very slick feeling remote, very rounded. The one thing I think it's missing is a media control. In other words, a play pause button. For a lot of apps, you can press the select button, but that's if you're in the right spot in the right app. I like, and we'll do more comparisons in a minute, to the Fire TV stick and right. to Roku, etc. And if you do have a TV that can be controlled by this, SEC is the term, or HDICP, or HCDIP, uh, you have 
Right, to be able to A-B-I-O-U, uh, yeah, M-I-C-K, wait, no, I don't want to get sued. So there are, there are letters that denote that you can control your TV with the Chromecast or your Chromecast can be controlled right. by HDMI your TV. HDMI sec, remote. right? SEC yeah, that's is, is the one, yeah. That's, that's yeah, the one that we're it. looking at, yes. So that actually, uh, like in the case of my Vizio, I can actually control things. So if I can't find the Google... TV remote, I can actually grab my regular TV remote and I can arrow around and hit play pause and stuff like that from my TV remote, which is super cool. Now, I will say for most of you, this won't be a, a big concern at this point, but I would definitely recommend, first of all, if you do not have any sort of Gmail account, get one of them first. Oh, yes. For most people, you have one by now for any number of reasons, anything at gmail.com or any Google Workspace, formerly Google Suite, formerly Google Apps, formerly. <laughs> but yes, one of those will work, and then you can, you'll can you get through the setup. The first thing you're going to do, well, the very first thing you're going to do is hold down the back button and the down arrows. Down. This is yep. for speech. Now, if I do it now, Talk back off. it'll turn it off because I have an accessibility shortcut turned on. And there it is back on, I hope. Beauty yeah. and the Beast, experience Bell's fantastic live action journey, enlist feature. We'll talk about, we'll talk about lag here in a second, because this thing is a little Press laggy. Press select to activate. That is uh, putting it mildly. Yes, but that is how you do that. You know, it talks you right through the setup. If for some reason the remote and the unit do not pair correctly, you can hold down home and back to rectify that. And you uh, then go through setup. So it's putting in your Wi-Fi password, the typing for that is set up in a QWERTY keyboard where some of the others are organized Nintendo keyboard. style. Yeah, it pretty much, and that actually works. That's one of the things that I was pretty impressed with. There's actually previous and next or left arrow, right arrow buttons on the bottom row. There's all the letters. You know, once you get used to it, it's not the worst implementation of a keyboard on a device that's letting you trying to have do letters on a remote control. So Wi-Fi network, Email address, password, about 84 screens of terms and conditions and opt-ins mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Location. And you can read them if you really, really want you to. You can. Yeah, and that's all accessible. And then it will have a screen of apps that you check which ones you want to install. There's a couple checked by default. And we'll talk in a minute about which ones might actually work. But you can check them now or you can check them later as far as apps. And then uh, you're on the home screen, I guess. So uh, After a couple updates because more than likely oh, yes, yes. you'll go through one or two firmware that too. updates. Lots and lots of updates, and uh, well, you know, it's it's a bit of an experience. Well, well, low vision, though, Joe. How is it over on that side? Yeah, so for the most part, you've got white text on a black background until you get to typing. Then you usually have a white border with black text that you type around in. The Gboard interface, uh, the Google keyboard interface, is pretty standard for what you're used to. You you don't have screen magnification there by default. So you probably are best using speech, especially if you're not used to reading text on your television. It's probably a much better uh, way to go ahead and get that to happen. And the reason why you're having a Gmail account is because it's going to go to the Google Play Store. There's going to be a lot of things that are already there. And if you already have some Google services or Google apps or Android apps, it'll you know go and get those and it will populate those as well and give you the chance to go ahead and install them or give you recommendations. So I have about 40 movies in my play library. So those all popped up and it was under the library tab, which was super cool. And, uh, that, that was really nice to have. I also have YouTube TV. So my current DVR and my current picks were all there. And those were easy to find without having to, you know, go into the YouTube TV app if I didn't want to do that. Yeah, there was a few apps that I installed that I was pleasantly surprised actually worked pretty well out of the, the gate. The ESPN app one uh, for ESPN Plus, Discovery Plus worked pretty well, a couple unlabeled buttons, but it was able to get at stuff. I mentioned in the article that Prime Video was posing a major problem, and it was, but that seems to now be working. So we'll update that. Prime Video is working pretty well on this, so that is good. There's a couple that just don't work at all, which surprised me. <laughs> Boomerang. All right. Boomerang. Yeah. Uh, Spotify. Boomerang does Spotify yeah. does not work well as in the past. But you got YouTube music. I mean, why would you? Oh, I'm sorry. But I'm already YouTube. paying for Spotify. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then there's a few special cases. Let's. So if I hold down the, the Google Assistant button here, let's just do this. Home. Open Hulu. 
Sure. Launching Google Hulu Assistant. On Chromecast. Now, Hulu. If it's even going to tell me. It's not even giving me the message. Talkback doesn't work with the Hulu app. Oh. To use Hulu text-to-speech, please turn off Talkback in your device's accessibility settings. Text-to-speech will be enabled automatically when you return to Hulu. For more info, <laughs> go to hulu.tv slash android tv. Quit. Button. One of one. understand. So you have to turn off accessibility, uh -huh. then open Hulu using the Google Assistant. Then like it's self-voices. And then it will yes. self-voice. Which is really funny because ESPN and... Disney Plus, right? Made they now by the same company, <laughs> right? They work just fine. What's yeah. all right? So home. Let's just see what kind of voice we get here. Talk back off. See, now I have no speech. Open Hulu. All right, launching Hulu on Chromecast. I also lost my uh, assistant. Tons of shows and movies plus live TV. It's the same voice. Originals. One yes, of three. Add live TV and get sixty-five plus channels of sports news. Log in. Press select button to log in, or move left to select plan button. But it's going to be and after that, fault. it works really, really well, and it and it looks start your free and trial. acts Press just like the Fire TV version or the the Apple TV. Well, it actually speaks faster than the, the Fire TV version. <laughs> Come back to that in a in a second. But I, I just don't see the point of that because part of the idea of having one of these little TV boxes, dongles, whatever you want to call them, is to seamlessly move from provider to provider because you're going to search for a show and it will tell you oh, you can watch this on Hulu or you can watch this on Netflix. And to have to be figuring out, okay, which apps you have to turn TalkBack on and off for, and it, it, it's it's goofy. That's that's the it best is. word I can think of. It is really, really strange. And Amazon used home. to be that way. Main user home screen. On some boxes, used to yeah. have to deal with Amazon's own TTS. And it's funny because Netflix has gone really weird too. Somebody had written me last year on Twitter and said, did you know that Netflix isn't working as well with, with some platforms? And believe it or not, the Xbox One was the first to really work well with Netflix. Now it doesn't, but it works great with PlayStation. So it's really weird what some people are doing to their front ends to make speech not work. You shouldn't have to, yeah, you shouldn't have to own four devices just to be able to make everything work. So let's, uh, let's see what Netflix does here. Home. Open Netflix. Sure. Launching Google Netflix Assistant. Chromecast. So Netflix, and I haven't even logged in yet, and I'll show Netflix. you why. Chromecast built-in is running. Tap for more information okay. or to stop the app. I'm in Netflix yeah, here. And you can log in. I just did it last night. You can. So Smart lock for passwords. Let me um, just press. Let me pull my uh, remote to the microphone here. Sign in. Privacy. You hear the delay? It's <laughs> the even delay. more. Yeah. That's about a second. Actually, it's 1.102 seconds. The rest of it's a quarter of a second, which is still bad. This is awful to have a one second this delay. This experience is not unique to Netflix. Let's let's be very yeah, honest. For sure. But this is where I, I notice it the worst. Some of the apps do have the really good experience. So one of the things that you'll notice on TV devices is instead of having to try to do the whole login thing, you can log in on another device and then you can type in a short code or something like that. So Prime Video actually does that really well and it speaks out the code and it reads it out, doesn't try to pronounce it. And it works really well. The Sirius XM app, even though it's not perfect, does have a, it actually just has a thing where you just open the app on your phone and then you click authorize and it links it. So yeah, CBS Netflix, All Access does that, but they're about to change to Paramount Plus. So I don't know if that's going to hold yeah. over. Yeah, it's so, just all keeping up with things. Yeah, but this will get faster. So if you hear speech, right, and you think, well, I'll just turn up speech and turn up the TTS and, th and that'll make it faster. No, it, you can crank up the speech. It will go fast. The lag that will part, still be there. Yeah, the yeah, lag will still lag be there. Lag is definitely there. Also, you can't really change voices. So if mm -mm. this voice ain't doing it for you, and you own custom voices on Android, you can't really load your your TTS voices. Well, you yeah, exactly. I mean, even if you want to try to go around and sideload and be all technical about it, you can, but there's no guarantee this stuff's even going to work at this point and there's nothing in the play store for for other voices no, if you point. go there it'll tell you that that part is grayed out it saw my samsung and it saw a couple of other things but it didn't it, it says my chromecast couldn't download this software some of that is, is you have to go in in their in-app purchases and their customized things that's where this fracturing thing really gets confusing and it's not unique to google apple's having the same right. problem between yep. tvos ios mac os and everything else but 
it's getting really confusing to know if I've got an Android thing, it won't necessarily work on this thing. There's, there's weird things like I forgot years ago on that Android show, I reviewed MX player. It actually gave me the option to download MX player (laughs) now uh, formerly known as J2. So there were weird things in my app from my Android history that I could download, but not things I would have thought I could have downloaded. Yeah. So that's really weird. I mean, a couple of things. Yes. It's a new device. I don't think it's not just accessibility that needs some refinements. You know, I know there'll be updates. It took a while for fire TV to get its footing. Hmm, I don't even know what Roku is doing these days. Chromecast to this. It is a Chromecast. So if you have an Android device or if you have an iOS device, and you have a better accessibility experience yep. on another app, you can get to the Chromecast button and Chromecast 2, which to it. is awesome. You know, right. So you do have a way around that. When it works. And then have a pick up your remote and then have a, a tactile interface. So if that's what you're thinking about is I want to be able to have play, pause, stop, but I don't want to have to pick up my phone every time. Well, this is kind of cool, you know, because you could lower that app and then start doing things on your phone and have a second screen situation going on. That part is super cool. What is kind of depressing is even things like you, the the play movies or whatever we're calling it. I think it's just Google movies or something now because they rebranded that too. the native player doesn't read it's buttons. So you can't, you know, if you move the arrows back and forth, play pause and all that, then you're kind of like, what am I doing? It's not reading it and it's not talking. So therefore I was using my, my television remote at that point, instead of the, using the remote that came with Chromecast. Yeah. Partly why I'm lamenting the omission of just a simple play pause button on this remote, a dedicated one, because that certainly would help in some situations. You can, in some Pressing apps, the select button in the middle wasn't going to guarantee you play nope, pause, as right. Jay reminded me. Some apps you can, and not all, you can hold down the Google Assistant button and say stop or pause. But of course, not every app supports that. I tried it in Pluto TV, and it doesn't support it there. So, no, again, a, a live feature, stream. Yep, yeah, not even supported in, in all apps. You know, it's, it's a very half-baked solution at this point. You know, first of all... Roku, let's, there's no, I'm not even going to compare Roku. <laughs> Done with that. It's, it's, it's just, it's, they haven't made any accessibility improvements. I, I think the problem with a lot of these is when you put accessibility in the version one and you don't come back to it ever again, well, that's yeah. a problem. The product matures, but it doesn't mature along with it. Exactly. Amazon has matured over time. And while it's not perfect, wow, has it? <laughs> there are things in there that I could not find, and either they're not there or. They're not documented. You know, Fire TV has some things that are very screen reader-esque, including a, re- a review mode of sorts where you can go by character or word or line on a Fire TV on Fire OS to move through the screen. That does help in some situations. There seems to be more apps that work there. Now, a lot of the, the apps there are going to be similar to the apps on Google or Chromecast for Google TV with Google TV. See, I'll never get because that right. At the very heart of it, it's Android. Right, for- exactly. But it is weird that so like on Fire TV, Netflix speaks a lot slower, and that's a little more obnoxious. But there are other apps that work. Hulu speaks really slow on mm-hmm. Fire TV. You know, but it seems like there might be some other apps that'll work better on that platform than this one. And but it's fast, and if you flick, 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 yep. the only thing that was faster for me was YouTube TV was faster on, believe it or not, the Chromecast than it was on my Fire TV. So well, I guess that makes sense. It's a Google product, right? Yeah, because it's built in somewhere, it. the framework and all that. Right, but, they're going to test that. But the, the, the I stay with YouTube TV because the app experience is consistent. And I can use it on Apple TV, Fire TV, and Chromecast and have kind of the same experience all the way across, depending on what device I'm in front of. And of course, it's really good on on my phone. So that's another reason when, you know, this thing we used to do called travel, Ricky and I used YouTube TV because we never had to pick up the TV remote in a hotel. Yeah, uh, You know, you could just, it would know what serial, uh, serial, it would know what zip code you're in and it would, you know, alter and give you the local ABC and NBC. And you, you never really had to try and find out what all that was. And that was really cool. And you could, you know, bring your DVR along with you. Now I stay with it because it's really great to share with family and the like, because we have a family plan. We can have that, but I still stay with it because it's still accessibility wise better than Hulu live TV 
where there's kind of iffy kind of as far as that goes, or you have to use things like what we talked about before with spectrum. So you're using your spectrum app, but you're locked in, in some cases to geographical restrictions. So I guess this is what I would do. If you're looking at getting one of these or one of the other devices, figure out what are your top two or three services that you want to use. So for you, it's YouTube TV and Hulu and, you know, et cetera. For me, it's Spotify, probably also Hulu and a couple others, Sirius XM, and then figure out which of these, you know, try to find a friend that has it and, you know, figure out what works. And, you know, it, it sucks sometimes that we don't have, you know, you need a big, huge spreadsheet grid of every single service and where are you at accessibility wise. And, you know, it sucks that we have to go through this at this point. I mean, I guess it's better than five or 10 years ago where just nothing worked. Um, yeah. But I mean, so am I grateful that we've come somewhere? Yes. But, you know, I think the, you know, in, in a general sense, the, the fires are probably the best at this point. The Chromecast, I give it a few months to see where this goes. I know there are good people at Google that, and some of which probably listen to this podcast that are, you know, doing what they can. But, you know, at the same time, there's so many moving parts. It's not all Google. A lot of it's the app developers themselves who also. But when it even comes down to things like, for instance, from a low vision perspective, you're doing white text on a black background. You go to settings, you go to talk back, you drill one more down there to configuration and up comes a big white screen with black text. You know, that's a usability mm. thing. If yeah. you're on a 40, 55 inch, 80 inch television and you're in a darkened room and you have white text on a black background, then you get to this spot where there's black text on white background mm. and your HDR is up. That's a lot of brightness throwing lumen in your face. So right. there's just little weird things that felt like, I don't want to say rushed because I wasn't there. I don't know, but there are bits and pieces of this that feel rushed. And just a little bit more time in the oven might have made this work. But, you know, this is a ship it and fix it world that we live in. And this is not even a new thing about iOS a whole bunch last year. You say rushed. And yes, there's certainly some things that are very half arsed. But Android TV, (laughs) whatever it is, it's been around in some form for six or seven years. And, you know, I've played with various Android TV implementations before, the NVIDIA Shield, which was a, a derivative of that. Played with that a couple of years ago, and not a lot has changed from then to now. Yeah, there's a couple nice little things, you know, the accessibility shortcuts a little better now than it used to be. There's a, a couple other things that you can tell that someone went into that specific area and made sure that that worked for screen readers or whatnot. But over 60 languages supported, Did, was there that many back then on that, on those older devices? Well, the first time I ran the setup a couple months ago, nothing besides English actually spoke on the setup screen. So if you actually wanted to set it up in Spanish or something else, you were SOL. When I rebooted or re- did a reset just to see if things have changed today, it at least spoke a few of the other languages. So, I mean, those are things that, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is. You, you got to have certain types of testing to check these types of speech, you know, features and see what works and what doesn't and figure out if they're obvious to us as screen reader or low vision users after several hours of playing with, or even after several minutes of playing with are the right things getting tested internally. You know, I know there's lots of great people at Google, but you know, there's only, there's only so many, there's so many of them in a million products. So I'm, I'm so disappointed in the last year. You know, I just said at the top of this, how many damn Google devices I have in this house. Just a few. Losing Play Music last year. It was a nice handoff, but YouTube Music is not Play Music. And it's it's confusing. And why can I Chromecast my YouTube content to only my video devices, but I can YouTube Music cast to all my Google devices. There's just so many parts of the Google experience that are fractured and seem to be wigging out at weird times. And I, I joke, jokingly said Microsoft with live, the rebranding thing is part of this changing Google home to nest, you know, because we brought nest back into the fold. It just feels like there's a weird transition going on with mountain view and Apple is much better at hiding when they're going through transition. They don't telegraph it in the same ways. Microsoft is just as bad as Google at times, but have gotten better at how they telegraph things. But 
this just feels like not everybody was in the same room. And I like the device. I like many things about the device. I just can't recommend the device. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just torn at this point. Okay. Do I just hold on to it for six months and see, or do I just sell it now? And I mean, what am I going to get 30, 35 bucks for it? Big yeah. Look. Since I mean, retail not, is 49, 99. Yeah. I mean, the one good thing about this is the price you can't compare. The reason I'm not putting Apple TV in this discussion is because Apple TV is on a different plane. Do you have as 179 for 4k Apple TV? Oh, it was on sale today. 150. Right. Because there's a rumor that there's a new one of the 4k Apple TVs happening this year. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's a completely different plane as far as features, and you know, if if, if it's still back to you, got to pay three times the price for it. Doesn't have a touch pad at the top of it, so the Siri remote. Yeah. Well, we'll have to get some more better things to to review, and and this one didn't go so well, and we just happened to both end up with the same thing. It doesn't usually happen that way. Maybe let's go back to cooking stuff because those usually work better. (laughs) I got a bunch of that for Christmas that worked. uh, Who wrote us in about cooking and stuff? And a lot of people wrote Ricky and Hadley, which was kind of cool. A lot of people listened to that show, so that was that was nice. And uh, you know, you've got audio description, which is nice. Remember, you can always use that Spectrum app with some of the stuff that you heard today. If you yeah. got a movie like Gravity, you can totally sync it across, which is really really nice. It is putting out a brighter picture than my Amazon Fire TV. I have an Amazon Fire 4K, so visually it's putting out a brighter picture, and it really seems to work with my HDR a little better on my Vizio. It's just the lag and my. Rest of my family hates the voice. And so <laughs> Ricky was really depressed that we couldn't put acapella on it because <laughs> she's, we've moved it to British English because she can deal with that voice a little better. But when your son starts making fun of the TTS, you're in trouble. So, uh, mispronunciation and things and the lag. Oh my gosh. The lag. Yes. The lag is one of the most overlooked sometimes, and, you know, you see it on so many devices where like, yeah, we've made this thing and it talks and you look at it like, yeah, it talks. Cause are you thinking about, you know, you almost need to, to make an analogous visual representation. Like, all right, let's set it up. So every time you press the cursor, the, the cursor doesn't move for a second and then see how long it takes for you to get annoyed by that. The tip I have, you know, Jay, if you actually hold down some of your buttons, you can actually get to certain things. So hit your home button for me. Go back to for you. Okay. Home. Okay. Home. Uh, I think no, it's for arrow you. down. Oh. Search. For you. Go down. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. Experience uh-huh. Bell's fantastic live act. The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson. Enlist top da, picks da, for da, you. Da, 20 da, items. Da, da. Down, down, that's a... Uh, Netflix. Enlist your apps. 13 items. Apps. There you go, your apps. Yeah, Press good old... Good old <laughs> man, have they been adding the old TV to Pluto. Uh, so, from here, do me a favor and hold your home button on Netflix. Just hold it down for a few seconds. For the me. home button? Okay. Yeah. Launchers, dashboard. Is that what you wanted? Okay. Yep. Arrow down. Jason, row one in grid, five rows, two columns. See, no nice. going further because you're going to your settings and stuff. Okay. So that's a, a thing that you can jump to at any point, right? Now, if you go back to Netflix, if you hit home and then you go down, and press back. Back to yeah. Home. So go ahead and hit back. There okay. Go. So go back to Netflix. Netflix. Was, oh, enlist your go. apps. Thirteen mm-hmm. items. Okay. Press select now hold, activate. hold the back button for me for a few seconds. <laughs> so holding. How many seconds? Okay, it's not that then. Okay, now hold select on it instead. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I can't tips. remember my own tip. Broke it. Entity menu. Oh, is that what you wanted? Yep, arrow down. Open, enlist. Oh, yeah. Press move. Okay. View details. So you can move it, view details. So you can move it in your list, which is something really cool. So if you didn't want Netflix to be the first one in oh, your you list. Oh, you can order it. Move. You can move Press it select, left activate. and right. Is this accessible? Pop-up window. Move left. Pop-up window. Move right. Arrow to Done. the right. Move left go. or move right. Move oh, so you right. got to do it one at a time. Press select, activate. Yes, you do have to know your numbers because if you switch this three times and you forget, you move get right. Oh, you can no keep pressing. Move indication. right, move right. Okay. Yeah. Done. Home. Yeah. And it doesn't tell you, like on the phone, it will say move to row two, column two, is what it would do on nope, a pixel. No, you don't have that. Netflix. In- Beauty and the Beast. And now where's Netflix, my Netflix? Enlist your apps. 13 yeah. items. Disney Plus. Yep. It's Prime after video. YouTube. those. Okay. Press select to activate. All right. So there. So there's Ooh. your tip. If you do have one of these, being able to get to the settings app, 
doesn't sound like that's a big deal. Like with the home thing that he demonstrated first, it is a big deal. If you have to go in and change things with your video and your audio, or if you have to go in and make changes. Correct. To privacy yep. or and also, uh, you know, if you do want to change the few talkback settings, which actually do exist here, which is a much slimmed down list from what you would find on a phone, there is still no uh, global setting on any Android, anything for turning on and off audio description. So that's still a per app deal where, that's been on the iPhone for a long time. So yeah, and it's there for Amazon too for Amazon right. content. It so, seems like an easy know. thing to add, but uh, you know the audio description in the apps that has it or the services that have it is you know seems to work just fine. I was you know playing with it on Disney. Yeah, and a, a lot of Android apps have been getting audio upgrades. So a lot of your home theater nerds will tell you that uh, using Android TV, you're using different codecs. And they're much better for Dolby Atmos or much better for Bitstream. So there is an audio reason for actually using something like this instead of AAC from Apple and others that might have compression. In fact, Netflix just updated their audio experience on Android all the way around. And I was playing with that the other night with the Dolby Digital. It sounded really clean. So there are things beyond accessibility that make this very attractive for people who like when Shelly and I have talked about this on the show before, who don't know that Batwoman is on the CW or they don't realize that Batwoman isn't on Netflix. Like a lot of the CW shows it's on HBO max. This is really good at like scraping and putting all that together. So you don't have to pay attention to all of that, even a little better than the way the Apple TV does it. And Apple TV does it pretty good. So there are some, some good things about this, but Yes. Uh, we wanted to get the, the most important part of the, out of the way first. And you can speed up that voice even faster than um, Amazon. Should we demonstrate how fast this can get? Because you know we're going to get letters if we it's don't. The same, yeah, it's essentially the same as on Android phones. Yeah, you can drive that thing up really fast as far as the voice. Yeah. it's You just go to text. You go to settings, accessibility, or no, settings, system, accessibility, text-to-speech, and then under Google, that's where you can... You can go from yeah, rapid change, to very uh, rapid uh, change fast, fast, fastest. Things, yeah. Yeah. All there. So there you go. So that gives you an idea. Mm-hmm. And there's your tip for episode 220. You know, we should just do a, a mailbag episode. I should just pull all the letters that we have not answered. Oh gosh. And said we were going to Wait, answer from like five or six years ago. Uh, not <laughs> like, five or six years. Thank you. <laughs> like eight like, years ago, like maybe, one that we just like didn't answer for whatever reason. Cause we didn't. Yeah, you know. no, we actually have enough that we could do that. Cause we've kind of not done feedback in a while. So this we is two twenty one, by that. the way, Joe, we just, <laughs> not two twenty Ep- episode, episode, yeah, yeah. episode two twenty two. Yeah, we don't even know. Well, well, we haven't answered those from two twenty. Well, that's either. Answer. Right. Um, uh, you can email us feedback at blindbargains.com If you do have any, we do read them. We, we reply. Yep, you know we have a few coming in here and there, and I was, yeah, like you said, a lot of people like the the cooking episode and the the uh, spectrum. Rebecca thing. Skipper sent in a bunch. Jam Brown says, "I have noticed that on-screen Braille import has deteriorated significantly, even before iOS 14.4. That's one and four sliding off the screen. Is anyone else noticing this? Well, I don't use that, but I will throw that out." At the listeners. time of this recording, 14.4 has a lot of issues. Well, she with says before 14.4, that's uh, happened to her. I would agree, but the 14.4 issue, actually, APH had to put out a statement yep. saying don't upgrade to 14.4 because uh, right. it would disconnect your Braille display when your screen was locked. Um, rumor around the campfire says that's it's not going to get fixed just yet, not even for the betas. Uh, maybe That's frustrating. That's very frustrating. So if you did upgrade, try and downgrade real quick before they lock it. And they will lock it. They locked it. So go downgrade super, super quick so you can get your Braille display compatibility back. So it's just frustrating that you would have that as a, you know, that's Braille is a primary feature for some people and a very useful feature for others. And just to have that not work. Like there's certain things in the process of traveling from Charlotte to New York and he would have a lot to say about this subject. In fact, that would be its own show. We, we just, just, and he should be a live mic. Just yeah. set Scott off. That's awful. We'll give him his beverage of choice. And then, uh, yeah, Scott has a lot to say about that. I'm sitting here scratching my head right now. It's just, it's, it's, it, you know, it's very, it's frustrating. And that something as important as Braille would just be left just to not work. And well, that's where we're at with Apple. And as far as, uh, I think again, it's one of those cautionary times to not automatic update. And people yep. get lulled into that trap yep. of automatically updating and thinking, 
what bad thing could happen. It's the same thing we say every year around convention when people download the public beta and think that it's going to be baked and fantastic and everything's going to be wonderful and it isn't. So yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do the betas and go turn off automatic updates, even on your watch. Cause uh, you know, there was some bad stuff that happened with the watch during public betas last year. So things can slip by. Well, send us what you send us what you bought for Christmas. Let us know. We're always looking for some new things to <laughs> to play with and review. And hey, I can buy more stuff. So yeah, like a said, reason to buy more stuff. Yeah, there absolutely. You go. Feedback at blind. Hey, Jay, yeah. Can I tempt you with uh, Detroit style pizza from Pizza Hut? Did did that? So, uh-huh. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, That's his official. Well, you thought he was holding back on Chromecast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, my my opinions on these Sprite style pizza from Pizza Hut are way worse than my opinions of Chromecast with Google TV on Google. Detroit style pizza is a certain type of pizza. Now, before a few years ago, no one even had heard of any other style pizza besides Chicago and Pratt and New York. You know, there was no mm, Detroit style or St. I mean, now Detroit style pizzas existed in Detroit since 1940s. Yeah, St. Louis supposedly has one too. I don't. Yeah, St. Louis does. Again, St. Louis that style has existed, but never really been called that. St. Louis is the cracker crust. What makes a Detroit style pizza Detroit is for one, it's square or rectangular. You use Wisconsin brick cheese, which is delicious. You have these nice caramelized corners, and you layer it. Yeah, and the piece baked into the corners. Yeah, you have have dollops of sauce on top. A lot of them will have these uh, what we call grease cut pepperonis. Pizza Hut did not include most of these things in their version. It is square no. or rectangular, but the crust pretty much seems like a thicker pan crust. They do have the grease cups. That's probably the one good thing, but they're using a regular cheese blend, maybe a little more sauce. It was to me it was like a it was a stretched out pan. It just wasn't yeah. it's not a bad pizza, but if you're looking for a Detroit style pizza, that is not it. Jets as far as chains does the best at Detroit style. It's not not authentic. It's not entirely authentic, but a Jets deep dish pizza or an eight corner is the closest thing you're going to get. Yeah, Jets is pretty good. Even the Little Caesars square is not bad. The the yeah. square Little Caesars pizza is not bad. Pizza Hut, mm, no, but 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 have you heard of all of what else is coming back? This is what I'm Priazzo? excited about. Please tell me it's the Priazzo. I love the Priazzo. No, I'm excited because in March we have potatoes coming back to Taco Bell. Yes, that's true. And you know what you could have to go with them? Taco Bell chips, Jay, either in traditional, mild, or fire. And the bag looks like a sauce packet. I know because I have one upstairs and we have the fire ones and they're pretty good. Ooh, that's exciting to me. Nacho fries are back. The, uh, you know, <laughs> if this is what we have to do, let's just look on, uh, you know, what are the latest things that are coming out and where can I get them? And this is where can, how can I get little, them delivered? Little Debbie oatmeal pie cereal. That's a thing. Kyle's not a huge fan. I haven't still. Have you had cinnamon toast crunch ice cream yet? Because I'm hearing good things. I've not that. had. I, I saw it come out. They have a pop tart one too. I have it's not on GoPuff yet, but they're 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 little ice cream sandwich bars with cereal in them, which seems absolutely amazing and uh, something I, I highly expect expect to see at Seven Eleven. At some places, uh, some cities also, you can uh, order Girl Scout cookies directly through uh, we Grubhub. We did. As of today, we ordered the new lemon ones and uh, a couple others through, through Grubhub? Uh, Grubhub, but it's in some places, it's only 14, 15 days. So if you are hearing this and you run, it's right. it's not a You thing, can get them right? shipped, too. If you, find, if you have a friend who is a Girl Scout, you can. You have been able to, for the last couple of years, buy them and have them shipped to you. That's, that's about $10 shipping, but you get four or five boxes and... Do it that way. I'm going to have to put well. that link and the link for shipping a king cake in the uh, show notes. Now. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. the all the uh, ordering all the, food. So there you go. There, there's our latest. Uh, so you wonder how people have gotten huge during the pandemic. We just showed you in a matter of moments before yes, the wrap up because it's all being how delivered. And like I said at the top, I have Home Chef now too. So that's more food to review uh, later on. But uh, you know, uh, this right. is what happens when we can't travel. This is, this is it. Yep. This, this is what yep. happens to the yep. show. Nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. No assistive technology news. This, this is it. Yeah, well, you wonder why there hasn't been an episode between 2020, yeah, two, right. episode 220 and 2021, 221. Two, this 220, is it. We were stuck on 2020 and 220, and uh, but we're going to try to do one more, more than one every other month. It's probably not going to be every week, yes. but at least a couple times a month, we'll kind of get some things out. 
and uh, you can uh, check them out. They're over at blindbargains.com. Please like and subscribe. Mostly about to us. food. Yes, oh, lots of mostly, food. mostly about food. <laughs> Please like and subscribe to us on uh, iTunes or Radio.com or Google Podcasts or whatever other newfangled podcast app you found this week. <laughs> and uh, we we'll always do appreciate that. Yeah, there's about five more. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. You ever always... search for something on Audible now and you get a bunch of podcasts? That's always fun instead of books. Oh, I think we're in that list. I, I never know. If, if we're not in a, in a directory, let us know. I, I usually get us in the <laughs> these things for there's a there's yeah, so, so, that's, so that's every week hey, what podcast directory so, are we not so in yet um, you can also follow us on blind bargains to be able to learn about the latest deals and news that we have having over there uh you can follow us over there you can also follow us and get some banner back and forth between jay and myself and of course the blind bargains on feed. twitter, uh, twitter. shelly and ricky and others jump in there too there's sometimes some interesting crosstalk if you still Read Twitter, depending on how you feel these days about any social media, to be honest. But if you do, and you don't want to follow anybody else on Twitter, God, I cannot blame you. Uh, you can follow me, Ranger Station, all one word. That's Ranger Station, all one word, where you can see a lot of tech news and a lot of stuff about food and music. I try to be politic, COVID, and depression-free over there. I don't want you to look at my feed and doom scroll all day. I'd rather you just get lost in silly, silly stuff that I find on the net. I make up for it on my personal feed. Don't worry. That's true. <laughs> me and Patrick. He's the both. guy. That's the man. <laughs> me and Patrick both. Uh, you, thanks so much for Patrick uh, as well for uh, sticking with us and uh, putting this thing together. We do definitely appreciate it. Uh, we're looking forward to your show ideas and what you'd like to hear in 2021. Since we don't have a CSUN to go to, we don't have an ATA to go to, we don't have conventions to go to. We're going to just uh, kind of wing it and see what uh, happens. We do appreciate you sticking with us. Into 2021. This is year number seven, Joe. Wow. Technically, technically, you and I have been podcasting since 2010. That's true. That's true. And, uh, you know, well, one of these days, like, what was, I don't even know what was uh, in 2011. What was the big thing in 2011? I did an article about that last year. Oh, that's right. You did our, the, our you, top you, 10 you, list. You, you covered back the year. That's true. If you missed our year in review, do our decade review. It's an article from February of uh, 2020 in the before times where I listed our top tens all the way up to that point. So yeah, <laughs> I, I actually had to pull up that article. If you pull up that article, you actually will find out what we thought was really big in 2011 and 2010, actually all the way back to 2009 where we were doing top tens on main menu when I was under my blog. Do that Chris Farley SNL thing. Remember when you used to do the news? So depressing that I got kicked from the channel. <laughs> I got kicked, kicked, kicked me out. All right, I guess that's my side. We're done. <laughs> T-Talk kicks me out. We're done. Apparently <laughs> so. Hey, everybody, have a wonderful week, month, year. Happy New Year, and we wish you all the best, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. This has been another Blind Bargains audio podcast. Visit blindbargains.com for the latest deals, news, and exclusive content. This podcast may not be retransmitted, sold, or reproduced without the express written permission of AT Guys. Copyright 2020. One. <laughs> See how you kicked. <laughs>